Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? <coughs> Have you all had your lunch? Yes. How was lunch? Very good. Very good. Did you all like your lunch? Yes. Did you all choose your own lunch? No. You didn't choose your own lunch. Who? So how did you end up eating your lunch? Home cook. So, but it's good. Though. But it's good. Mm. Except for lunch at home. Uh, lunch at home is, if you are not cooking, then you don't have a choice. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but when we go out to eat, uh, we get to choose. So if since we get to choose, do you choose what you like? Yes. Usually. But if you... If you are short of time, then what do we do? As Singaporeans, we do the next best. We choose the one with the shorter queue. Then between two that has short queue, you choose the one that you like better. Yeah. Where possible, you choose the one you like. Uh, if not, then you choose the one with the shorter queue. The shortest queue is vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> the shortest queue is usually vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually the case. Very good, good <laughs> uh, yes. So, some sometimes we accidentally become vegetarian. <laughs> mm. So, the same goes for many other things. Yeah, that we 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 have, uh, we possess, and so on. Yeah, it's it's about our own choices. So by right, if you get our choice, then you should be happy. Yeah. So how many of you got to choose your lunch just now? Lots of you. Huh? The rest of you? No choice. Army food. <laughs> huh? The rest of you ate at home? How many of you ate at home today? How many of you do not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the number of hands that come up doesn't coincide. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, let me see. It's, uh, today quite quite packed. Uh. Uh, you all can sit in the aisles or so. Uh, carry. Oh, oh your, your kid is going behind. Yeah, they are going to the kids' corner behind. Yeah. Yeah. Choices, choices. Mm. Do we have choices in everything? And when you have a choice, how does that make us mm. think about that? Huh? Yeah, you can sit over there. Yeah. Okay, so let's go through our weekly ritual. Over here, we have rituals also, uh, but not the religious ritual. Uh, ritual here is go through and see who is here for the first time. Uh, let me see. Uh, ah, yes. Come. Tell us your name and how you got to know about this group. Good. 
Welcome, welcome. Who else is here for the first time? Uh, I think the lady in yellow as well. Down in front. Yes. Welcome, welcome. And I understand that you offered some flowers. Ah, so I think the one on the left and on the one on the right. Is it everything on the left? The the roses. The lilies. So the one in front. Ah, and then the, this side also. Ah, sadu sadu. Yeah, so she she's attending the Heart Sutra class at SBF. So on Friday, uh, we are now on to our final few lessons. Yeah, on Friday she she offered one nice uh, uh, what do you call that bouquet? Yes, and then she asked whether I have other classes. So I told her about this class. Good to see you. Welcome. Who else is new here? Uh, the lady in purple. Have you introduced before? Uh, huh? So far. Oh, okay. He 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 walked behind first. Yeah. Ah, have you introduced? Oh, you introduced already, huh? Oh, sorry, sorry. Never mind. Since you hold the mic, introduce again. Ah, okay. Good. Good to see you. Welcome. Uh, uh, then the the lady behind. Ah, uh, Come take a seat. Uh, how about the lady behind? There was a lady behind. Uh, tell us your name, Jason. The, the, yeah, that lady just now that you wanted to pass her the mic. Yes. Ah, uh, and how did you get to know about this group? Student in front. Where's your friend? The very ah, the happy face in front. Okay. Well, very good. Welcome, welcome. There's a seat in front near your friend. If you like to have a free upgrade to economy plus, yeah, would you like to get an upgrade? Yeah. There's a seat in front. Come. Don't be shy. <laughs> So uh, on to the right side, right side. Uh, who has introduced before? 
have you introduced before? Never. Yeah, and you know what she was doing? She was, she was sitting very calmly, trying not to move, and then staring in front, and then occasionally checking whether I saw her. <laughs> Come, tell us your name. Ah. Where's your father? Ah, hello, father. Good, welcome, welcome. And, uh, yes. Come. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Vivian. I'm here because there's this cafe next to me. Ah, okay. Welcome, welcome. So, since Happy Face brought two, you should introduce yourself again. Okay. Uh, I'm Jessie. Uh, this is my third time. Ah, I see. Okay. If you introduce any more, you can sit in front already. <laughs> <laughs> One more behind. Oh, wow. Come. Tell us your name. Welcome. Yes, I think for when you say you, you travel a lot, do you mean like around Singapore or outside of Singapore? Uh, and you go to a lot of temples when you travel? Yes, mostly in the mountains. In the mountains? The what? Jangska, Oh, Ladakh, okay. Did you go to Pangong Lake in Ladakh? Uh, no, I've been to about the Mahabodhi Meditation Center? Uh, not really. No. Uh, but, uh, most of them are deep inside the village. We, we do cycling. Ah. So it's very, very remote places. I see. Taksang. Taksang? Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Very good. Welcome, welcome. Who else is here for the first time? I think the lady behind him, just next, to, uh, further in front, uh, a bit next to Tracy. Yeah. She is full of anticipation. Come on, call me, Sifu, I'm here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, this is the first time that I come here. Uh. Very good. Welcome. Yeah. So the, I think the three of them, three in a row, uh, four, four, four in a row, like, like, uh, like one more, one more. <laughs> quite a lot of the other classes, uh, meditation? Mostly I Mostly. Uh, uh. Uh. Okay. 
Good, good. Welcome. Okay. Who else? Anybody else you want to point out? Okay. The rest. Uh, how about? Have you introduced yet? Yeah. Uh, I no, you are, you are BL, you know, long time one. But. <laughs> Introduce la, let them know you la. Uh, and and your, tell them your name. Wu huh? Kyu. Okay, very good. So you want to know more about the library? Look for her, uh, the, the lady with Wu Kyu with the purple scarf. Is it purple scarf? Ah yes, the aircon sometimes cold. Today is quite. Oh yeah, sick huh? Are you okay? Okay. Uh. All right. Uh, anybody else behind in the cattle class? The <laughs> at the kids' corner. <laughs> you you don't you you don't think that I'm being discriminating? Uh, cattle class, but it's a it's an expression. Uh, when you when you take the plane, right? Some airlines they pack they pack the passengers very close. It's like packing the kettles together. <laughs> so we call the economy class the kettle class. Yeah, anybody else behind who has not introduced? No. All right, so very good. Welcome to SGC, where we have uh, a bit of puja. Yeah. Puja, uh, the other day someone asked me the meaning of puja. Yeah. So puja is a Pali word. It's not English. So puja actually means uh, homage, devotion, those expression of devotion and homage, yeah, reverence, respect. Yeah, so there are many ways to express this, and one of the ways is through the recitation of the teachings. Yeah, and that includes uh, doing offerings of light, candles, flowers, and so on. Yeah, uh, usually seen as a devotional practice. Uh, in all the different lineages in Buddhism, uh, pujas are being done. But sometimes called different names. So we have short puja, and early on uh, you would have joined in the recitation of uh, Namotasa, the homage to the Buddha, and uh, the Tisarana, the refuge, yeah, triple refuge, refuge in the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. Uh, we'll probably share a bit of that next week. Yeah. Uh, someone also asked in the Heart Sutra chat group. Uh, what does it mean by take, taking refuge? Uh, so next week I will share uh, on that. <laughs> uh, then after that we recited uh, Pancha Sila. Yeah, Pancha is five. Sila usually translated as precepts. Uh, but Sila has another meaning. Sila actually means behavior. Yeah, so the five behaviors. How come? Uh, what kind of? What do you mean by five behaviors? So uh, in the in the Buddhist tradition, sila, uh, referring to behavior, is actually covering our bodily and verbal actions. Yeah? So, um, of all the different kind of bodily and verbal behaviors, there are certain behaviors that we should avoid. Yeah? If we want to have peace in our mind, if we want to have true happiness, and if we want to develop an environment that is conducive for others to have happiness also. 
Uh, so earlier we may recite the five precepts or panchasila. If you think in this way, then you realize, oh, okay, kind of makes sense. Ah, the first behavior is to train ourselves to abstain from killing. Ah, but by doing that, then we give others peace of mind. We give others safety. We give others fearlessness. Yeah? Uh, and the second one was to abstain from stealing. The third, abstain from sexual misconduct. The fourth, to abstain from lying. The first four is fundamentally about harming others. And the fifth, to abstain from alcohol and intoxicants. And again, the past few days, somebody asked me also. Yeah. First thing, the person was like, Sufu, so after taking five precepts, uh, can I still uh, eat meat? Do I have to be a full vegetarian? Can I be like, you know, vegetarian sometimes? <laughs> right, first and the 15th. Yeah, so, uh, actually the first precept is not about being a vegetarian. Yeah, but minimally, we should not eat live food. Yeah, because live food means the, the animal was alive. Then because of your dietary need, then you order, then the fish die, the frog die, the crocodile, anybody eat crocodile? Xiaoming and Xiaoxiang swimming. Then, because you go to the restaurant, Alpan, like, na tiao, na tiao. Then, Xiaoming, Xiaohua, swim, swim, swim. Then, Xiaohua gone. Then, Xiaoming, eh, Xiaohua, this is what we should, eh? So I once told somebody, I said, if you if you do this, and then you go to Topai Gong, you go to pray to Guan Yin Pusa, even if you are other religion, you go and pray to uh, other religion, I don't care which religion. Now. Then you say, you want to have peace of mind, you want to have safety. You don't give even the poor fish safety, you want to have safety. Huh? Does it make sense? Then if Topai Gong <laughs> give you safety, but you don't, then not fair. Right? Uh, so, uh, then the other question after that, uh, so after that, then you say, oh, okay, okay. Then, after a few minutes, again text me, Sifu, then how about alcohol? How about alcohol? Uh, sometimes I cook, I usually put hua tiao jiu la, hua mi jiu la, this and that. <laughs> yeah. How many of you cook at home? How many of you put like hua tiao jiu la, mi jiu la, yang ming jiu la, uh, XO, tiger beer? <laughs> Anybody put tiger beer when you cook? No, right? <laughs> uh, all alcohol, uh, why don't you put tiger beer? Anchor? Uh, Guinness Tau, anybody put Guinness Tau to cook? Ah, really? Uh? <laughs> uh, they're dishes. Uh? Uh, so I asked her, I said, when you go to the uh, 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 monastery and you have a meal there, they never put any alcohol also. But it tastes very good also, right? So what's the problem? Yeah, what's the problem? Yeah. And I asked her, then, then she said, oh, but Sufu, it's, it's just for the taste. La. So I said, well, if it's just for the taste, and for that taste, you want to take the risk of breaking the precept? <laughs> uh, do you really need that taste? Do you really need that taste? Uh, if any of you uh, are not convinced, 
and then uh, want to learn how to cook, uh, come and see me. Uh, how to cook veg vegetarian dishes without hua tiao jiu. So we chant the Panchasila and the five precepts. Then after that, we recite the Heart Sutra. Uh, so Heart Sutra, every year we have at least two or three runs. Uh, one in English, one in Mandarin. Yeah. So nowadays, you really have no more excuse. Uh, 30 years ago, we can say, Ayya, Sifu, cannot understand the, the teachings. Why? Because the Lao Sifu don't speak English. Yeah? And then, or the Lao Sifu has an accent. Yeah? The, the Chinese, even though they speak Chinese, maybe the accent is very strong, so you cannot understand. Yeah? Nowadays, can you still say that? All of you understand me, right? Say yes. Yes, of course. Uh, if you want to have a bit more Singlish, I also can a bit more Singlish one. <laughs> uh, well, that would sound, sound a bit odd, actually. Yeah. So uh, we, we, we still do a bit of chanting. Yeah. And we do the Chinese chanting uh, so that we don't get disconnected with the very rich uh, heritage, yeah? the rich heritage of teachings that is found in the Chinese Mahana tradition. But the Buddhist tradition is not just about chanting. So we do a bit of meditation. Uh, I know a lot of you are like, oh yeah, 15 minutes. After you finish talking, before we know it, tong, uh, not, not enough kick, right? Uh, don't worry. Once in a while, we have retreats. Then you can join us and sit for the whole day. Yeah? Not enough, uh, uh, maybe we might have a seven-day retreat coming up. Yeah? Uh, you can also train yourself up join us for upcoming meditation classes. Yeah, so anyway, just do a random poll. How many of you will be interested in a seven-day retreat? <coughs> count, count. Huh? In Singapore, in Singapore. Raise up high so that we can count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, about... Uh, Oh, can or can, can, can la, si zai bi de, yeah, yeah, si zai ren wei, yeah, ah, come, come, ah, pull a chair over, yeah, the first thing to consider, ah, no problem, can, ah, lai, zuo, zuo, I ask whether you all will be, who will be uh, interested, yeah, because interest is the first most important thing. If you don't have interest, but you can take leave, so what? <laughs> you can, I can take leave, but I want to go to Korea, not for meditation, go and keep up. <laughs> yeah. I can take leave, but I want to go somewhere else. Uh, so the interest first. Huh? How many? 15, about 15, 15 plus 16, there about. Yeah. Uh, so, not bad, huh? In such a group, we can just like that, we can have 15. Mm. So, uh, that will give. Huh? How much down? 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 How much down?
8 to 14 of October. Uh, uh, so you all have all the time to go and apply for leave now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, of course, serious about that. Huh? In front of Buddha, behind the screen. <laughs> of course, we are serious. Huh? Yeah, yeah but we're quite, quite serious. Because we've been having one-day, three-day retreats. Uh, and uh, so some students have asked a few times, yeah, when will we have longer retreats? Yeah. Hello, uncle. Uh, English okay? Okay. Oh, very good. Have you had lunch? Uh, what is your name? Tell us your name. I'm Mike, Mike. Ong. Ah, how did you come to know about this group? Oh, Sing Sing. Oh, are you attending the Sing Sing? Sorry? Ah, come again. Come again. Oh, your daughter. Oh, okay. Is that your daughter? Where's your daughter? Ah, okay. I see. Welcome, welcome. So, uh, then after the, uh, so I was describing what SGC is. Then after that, we have Dhamma sharing. So today we are going to share on the four excellent thoroughbred person. Yeah, the title of the sutta is quite interesting. It's called the goat stick. Mm. So uh, in the uh, this sutta is from the Anguttara Nikaya. Yeah, Anguttara Nikaya. So what is Anguttara Nikaya? So hang on, uh, let me just. Uh, Let me just do some writing first. So, Anguttara Nikaya. What is today's date? Third. Third. Uh, third of? Wow. So, you have Puli Ren. Huh? Already June. Uh. Yeah. So, a few more weeks and then we have used up half the year. Mm. So, Anguttara Nikaya. This is inside the Pali Canon under Sutta Pitaka. Pitaka means basket collection and Sutta refers to the discourses, those teachings um, that the word sutta actually, maybe I should explain a bit. The word sutta, it actually means to thread. Yeah, to thread. The word sutta literally means to thread. So if you take a few pieces of leaves or cloth, you put them together, they come apart easily. Now if you put them together and you take a, a, a string and thread, thread them together, 
then they stick together. They are not easily taken apart. So um, this word was used to describe all those teachings, the words that are spoken by uh, the Buddha, the enlightened ones, the Arahants, uh, those words that are spoken that can, if heard and then reflected and practiced accordingly, can bring us, bring our body, speech and mind closer and closer and closer to that of an enlightened one. Uh, like if your friend uh, give you some advice and if your friend is a very good cook and your friend advise you how to cook, and if you follow the instructions to the letter, uh, then you can become a better and better cook. But if your friend never cooked before and then tell you, oh, I think it's like that, I think it's like this, then you, you believe and you try. Then will you become a better cook? No. Uh, you, become, you will become more like him or her also, uh, but not a better cook. So those words spoken by the Buddha, by the enlightened ones, those words that can bring us closer and closer towards that of an enlightened one. And those, this series of texts and words and teachings are given this term, sutta. Yeah. So generally, in the Buddhist context, it refers to the discourses given by the Buddha. Oh. So uh, in the Pali Canon, there's Sutta Pitaka. Then in the Sutta Pitaka, there are various collections. One of the collections is the Anguttara Nikaya. And the Anguttara Nikaya is, this is actually uh, numerical, loosely translated as numerical. So why numerical? Because there are 11 books altogether, and each of the books are ordered by numbers, from 1 to 10, and then number 11, it, it collects all the books that has uh, relation to numbers greater than 10. So book 1 is all related to 1. Book 2 related to 2. Book 3, 3. Yeah, very good. See, you all have wisdom. Huh? <laughs> uh, not so difficult. Huh? Dharma is not so difficult, really. Mm. So in this particular one uh, that we have uh, glanced over just now, yeah, Anguttara Nikaya, so I'm, I'm, I'm not just sharing on the teaching, but giving you some background. So if you look over here, you have Anguttara Nikaya 4.113. So it means it's book 4. Uh, so that should give you some clue. Uh, what is number related? Uh, that's why the, the title for today's talk is The Four Excellent Thoroughbred Person. Yeah? And it's Sutta number 113. And the title is Patoda Sutta, the goat stick. Goat stick. What is a goat stick? So a goat stick is basically a piece of stick, yeah, that you use to goat. Yeah, you know sometimes we, we in in our sentences we say uh, he's goading him to do something. Uh, so that word means like if I were to use a stick and then prod him, yeah, prod him to move forward, to move in a certain direction. Uh, usually. With human beings, do we do that? We usually don't do that. Uh. But a hundred over years ago, <coughs> uh, or some time back, when there's still slavery, yeah, uh, this is actually done to human beings. Uh. Uh, uh, 
um, now on YouTube you sometimes see those videos about uh, like animals in captivity yeah you go overseas you see the circus yeah. then uh, the animal trainer what do they carry uh, they carry a, a stick a whip yeah all kinds of things and the stick is it blunt usually not blunt and sometimes it has a hook as well yeah, yeah. so uh, what is what are all this for uh, is to introduce to the animal a certain amount of pain yeah depending on how severe it is then they tuk 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 uh, so let's take a look huh? so in this sutta the buddha shares with the disciples uh, first of all he start off with four kinds of horses yeah four excellent thoroughbred horses what are thoroughbred horses so it's all those horses that are bred for speed yeah not some pony that you find in those uh, uh, zoo for you to just go up and then kick up, kick up, kick up, uh. Uh, these are horses that are specifically trained to for speed for strength yeah to do things yeah, so over here the buddha said there are four types what are the four types Mm. So, uh, the first type is excellent tarab horse on seeing, seeing what, seeing the shadow of the goat stick. Uh, when when you if you are a horse and you see the goat stick, what does it mean? Going to kena from some from the trainer. Huh? Uh, so th- the first type, after seeing the the shadow, just see the shadow. Oh, so this horse has quite a good eyesight. Huh? <laughs> uh, some horse maybe blah blah cannot see the shadow. Yeah. <clears throat> so this horse is very sharp. Just seeing the shadow is stirred, yeah, and agitated. Mm. So immediately, well, see the see the goat the shadow of the goat stick. Not even the goat stick, just see the shadow. Whoa! Wow. Getting ready. And here it says, thinking, I wonder what task the trainer will have me do today. Mm. What should I do in response? So, <clears throat> the Buddha described that some excellent Tara bred horses are like this. And this is the first type of excellent Tara bred horse to be found existing in the world. Of course, many times when we read suttas, please don't ask me, how come the horse can think one uh? <laughs> oh, and think in English some more. <laughs> huh? Oh, the horse. Meh. I wonder what task the horse. Uh, what task the trainer will have me do today? Yeah. Don't, don't ask me how come the horse can think in English. Okay, and this is a translation. And then you may say, does, then does it mean that the horse think in think in Indian language? Yeah, I don't know what language. Uh. Yeah, but this is what the Buddha is trying to express. Yeah. That if the horse can think, this is how the first kind of horse will think. Okay? So you ask yourself, uh, am I this kind of horse? Of course, the Buddha is using an analogy. It doesn't mean that the Buddha is treating the disciple as horse. Okay? Yeah. The Buddha never used stick to, <laughs> to poke his disciples. Huh? Has any of you get poked by me with a stick before? Uh, actually, in the Chinese Mahana tradition, we do carry a stick, you know. Yeah, the instructor, they will ca- carry a stick. 
that that's the jiu cha, mm, jiu cha. So the discipline master, yeah. Usually in a retreat, yeah, in the in the community, there'll be one, uh, one or two in charge of discipline, and when they are in the practice hall, they will carry the stick, yeah, and it, very stern, no smile. Uh, but we don't use this to anyhow whack people. Uh. Yeah. It's to serve as a reminder. Uh, don't, don't slack. Yeah. What if you don't slack for one more minute? What if just maintaining your posture, just putting in one more minute of effort and you can go to the next stage? Uh, that's the purpose. Uh. Not to just anyhow whack people. Okay? Mm. So what about the second type? Then the Buddha said, then again, there is a case where an excellent thoroughbred horse, all excellent, uh, not that the first type is excellent, the second type is susa, uh, still excellent. Uh, but what happened? It's not stirred. Mm, not stirred. So this second type uh, also can see the shadow. But after seeing, wu tong yu zhong, not moved. Yeah. So not affected, in other words. Uh, but, <clears throat> what happened? But when his coat is pricked, mm, so here the coat means that his fur, yeah, his fur, his skin is being pricked. Yeah, pricked with what? Pricked with the goat, the, the goat stick. Yeah. So, although seeing, seeing the shadow, he's not moved, uh, but when the trainer just, like that, you know, just very lightly prick a bit, prick a bit, ah, oh, then, oh, <laughs> Okay, oh, immediately thinking. I wonder what task the trainer will have me do today. What should I do in response? Uh, so quickly uh, rouse up energy. Yeah. So some excellent thoroughbred horses are like this. This is the second type of excellent thoroughbred horse to be found existing in this world, yeah, in the world. So uh, which type are you? So if you think in terms of your, our own life, uh, for those who are, have kids, then you can probably see. Uh, uh, for those who don't have kids yet, then you can ask yourself, when you were a kid, uh, which type are you? Uh, do you wait until you see the shadow of your mummy at the door, you know, front door? You can see the, the people walk past, then you quickly, oh, oh keep, 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 keep the toy. Then, eh, the shadow walk past. Uh, not, not mummy, continue playing. Yeah. Then you really see, oh, then hear the gate, Oh, I'll quickly keep the toys, take out the... Ah, today's homework is so tough. Ah. <laughs> uh, then there are those... After the mummy come back, still still playing on the phone. Yeah. Then mummy come and then... Boy, do you do your homework? Oh, 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 oh I, I haven't do, I haven't do. Uh, second time this time. Yeah, after the mummy come, then... Okay. So let's see, yeah. Uh, that type, that type. So then again, there is the case where an excellent thoroughbred horse, are still excellent. So not that the, 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 the rest are not excellent. These four are all excellent. Okay? Uh, this, but the, four, the third type, seeing the shadow, still don't care. Getting pricked, still don't care. Mm. Uh, but until what happened? When his hide, uh, 
So if you compare coat and height, I would say coat is the outer layer, height is the inner layer. Ah, so gonna deep deep already. Yeah? Before that, it's just on the surface, like dun, dun, dun. Ah, the first, the first just see the shadow. Second, just gonna the height, the 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 coat. Oh, okay, okay. Lie, 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 chukang, chukang. Third type, oh, really must poke inside. Hokkien we say zun pui. The skin is very tough. You need to stick it in. Uh, but still, uh, at least this third type, after being pricked in this way, uh, he will start to stir up. Mm. Stir up and then uh, start to prepare himself. Uh, what will my trainer have me do today? What kind of task? Yeah, how should I respond? This is a third type. But there's a fourth type. The fourth type is those who are not stirred and agitated. Yeah? Even after seeing the shadow, seeing the shadow, that's number one. Coat, number two. And then height, number three. When his bone is pricked, must gana all the way until you gana the bone. That means you can imagine the horse and see the shadow. Then gana the height. Gana the coat. Nothing. Gana the height. Still nothing. Then go, go all the way into the bone. Okay, okay. Lai zhou kang zhou kang. This is the yao jian guan cai cai liu lei. So, oops, sorry. So, yeah, so this fourth type, only after uh, the pain has gone all the way in, then will he do anything. So all four will still do something. Yeah, not that they won't do, but it's that uh, they need different degrees of encouragement. So in rest in uh, uh, correlating to this four, then the Buddha said that there are likewise four excellent thoroughbred person. Mm. So this one is uh, the example the Buddha gave uh, is slightly more. Oh, so the Buddha said there's a case where a, a certain excellent thoroughbred person hears. So, also, excellent thoroughbred person. Yeah, so, this person is not just some random person. Huh? So, this person is, in a way, can be seen as a cultivator. So, he says, when this person just here, just here, here what? In that town or village, over there, a man or woman is in pain or has died. So, for some people, they just hear other people die somewhere else. Yeah? In pain, just hearing that he is stirred and agitated by that. He just hear of someone uh, experiencing pain, someone having passed away. Immediately he stirred. Yeah, stirred. He becomes appropriately resolute. <coughs> he become stirred up. He become firm in his conviction that he must practice. Yeah, resolute. He both realizes with his body the highest truth. And having penetrated it with discernment, cease. Yeah, that means 
after being stirred up, he quickly practiced and then he can see the truth as it is. Yeah? This type of excellent thoroughbred person, I tell you, is like the excellent thoroughbred horse who on seeing the shadow of the goat stick is stirred and agitated. Mm. So some excellent thoroughbred people are like this. And this is the first type of excellent thoroughbred person to be found ex existing in the, in the world. Yeah. In other words, this corresponding to the horse, there are those without experiencing pain themselves. Yeah. Their life may be oh, very nice, very good. Yeah. They are of course still alive. Yeah. And it's not that someone around them experienced pain. Not someone around them uh, having passed away. But they just hear of someone distant. Oh, it stirs them up. Yeah, they get in a way awakened yeah, to their mortality, and immediately they put in effort to practice. Yeah, put in effort to practice. Then there's the second type. So correspondingly, second type after hearing, after hearing <coughs> about somebody from somewhere else, they are not stirred. Yeah, but instead, when he see a man or a woman in pain or dead, ah, this. Second, second person, he need to see for himself. Mm, have to see for himself. Have you all seen someone in pain before? Uh, of course, we have seen before. Huh? Have you seen someone dead before? Mm. Uh, actually, you, you must know seeing someone die versus seeing one someone dead is different. Huh? If you have ever, um, uh, at, like have have a person passed away in your family yeah, uh, and you would have gone to the coffin then you would have seen someone dead yeah. uh, different people respond differently yeah. uh, some, sometimes it is, it is too strong we, uh, we cannot accept it and sometimes as a result we just block it out you know. we don't want to face it Sometimes it's like that. It's not that we don't have wisdom. It's not that we are not a cultivator or what. But sometimes it's just too strong that you just okay, cannot I cannot deal with it. Yeah. So different people respond differently. Yeah. So this second case, this second person, uh, <coughs> when the person see see someone in pain, man or woman, see someone dead, man or woman. Oh, that has that impact. Immediately he gets stirred up. Yeah. This person gets stirred up and then practice. Yeah. Of course, over here the Buddha is talking about those who stir up and then practice and actually see the truth, see the reality. That means attain enlightenment. Huh? Yeah. But uh, how many of us see and then practice and then attain enlightenment? Uh, but even to me, even if you don't immediately attain enlightenment, you can consider yourself as okay. Which category are you? Uh, whenever we hear news, yeah, like recently in uh, in the Gaza Strip, yeah, uh, there there is the conflict between Israel and Palestinian. Yeah, there was the shooting, killing, and then in US, there's. Like every other week, there's some killing. Yeah, when you see it, how do you feel? 
I think for most people, it touches us. Yeah, it touches us. Uh, at the very least, I think most of us would feel compassion. Yeah, we feel sorry for <coughs> for the suffering they are going through. Yeah, uh, but beyond that, yeah, beyond that, uh, we should consider. Yeah, while we are not in that state. This very life we have, yeah, it has its finiteness. Mm. No matter what age we are at, can we live for another hundred years? Can we live for another two hundred years? Mm. One of the things that really struck me was, oh yeah, we really have finite lifespan. Yeah, in one of the teaching back in the US, my teacher shared about karmic fruits. Yeah. That karmic seeds, uh, they remain dormant until it ripens. And when it ripens, it produces a fruit. But that fruit, that fruit is finite. Why? Because the effort we put in is finite. At that point, it are oh, finite. Okay. And in Buddhism, we usually reference this to highlight that Ah, heavenly realm is finite. Yeah, because in most religion, not any particular religion, but most religion, the afterlife, heaven is eternal. But in Buddhism, no, it's not eternal. Yeah? In Buddhism, what the Buddha observed is, no, it is for a very long time. For all intents and purposes, almost like eternal. Yeah? I mean, think about it. If you can live 500 years, How about 1,000 years? How about 2,000 years? 5,000 years? How about 10,000 years? You know, after a while, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, if you, if you earn 1,000 versus 1,005, oh, make a difference. If you earn 10,000 versus 10,500, 10, uh, what's the difference? Of course, there are some people, oh, difference, difference. But you realize that this principle applies not just for heavenly realms, but for human realms as well. And especially more so for us. Because when you realize that our lifespan is really quite finite. Like imagine if every year you can go for one or two tours. And then you ask yourself, how many more years are you going to live? If you are in your 40s, statistically speaking, you have 40 more years to go. And then you don't want to wait until you are 70 plus, you know, then you go for a tour. So you say, cut off around 60 plus. So you have 20 more plus years, you know. Effectively, you can go to 20 plus more places. <laughs> Quite crazy, yeah. But these are, these are real implications whether you want to face it or not. That's why sometimes when people hear about the Buddha's teaching, we tend to feel like, oh, how very pessimistic. And some people try to make it more optimistic. But repeatedly, I always highlight, no, the Buddha's teaching is not pessimistic. And it's not meant to be optimistic as well. Because it is realistic. This is the way it is. Yeah, this is the way it is. So, we have the third type. <clears throat> the third type. Um, so, second type, 
after seeing someone who passed away, immediately they are stirred. How about the third type? For the third type, seeing someone in another village, that means unrelated, yeah, uh, pass away, yeah, no effect. Seeing someone in front of them, still not. Uh, but when he sees one of his own blood relatives, uh, when he sees one of his own blood relatives in pain or dead, in other words, over here is still unrelated, but in person. Yeah. Mm. The other one is just here. Second one is you see. Third one, you see someone and that person is related to you. Your family, immediate family members, your relatives and so on. Huh? Or when you see them in pain or they pass away, oh, yeah, it affects us. So for this third group, <coughs> when we are affected in this way, then we may practice and then we can attain enlightenment. So, what about the fourth? Hmm. What happened? Maybe look. Okay. So the last case. The last case is uh, when he hear about someone from another village. No effect. Yeah. Uh, he <clears throat> he does not see a man or woman in pain or dead, nor does he see one of his blood relative in pain or dead. But he himself is touched. Yeah. So only when he's touched by bodily feelings that are painful, fierce, sharp, racking, repellent, disagreeable. Oh, the Buddha really spare no <laughs> life threatening. Mm. Only when he himself kana xiong xiong, then uh, this person <coughs> becomes stirred. Yeah, this person becomes roused up in ah, I must practice. Uh, so I think later before you all go off, I must go around and poke you all. <laughs> mm. so this fourth in this case when we look at this we may look at this and say oh this fourth one is the lousy one but you must know no, this is still an excellent thoroughbred person because at least for this person when he or she experiences bodily feeling that is painful, fierce, sharp, racking repellent, disagreeable and life-threatening he immediately Ah, arouse urgency and think, ah, I must practice and succeeds in the training. Ah. So even this is considered an excellent thoroughbred person. Mm. Ah, so these are the four types. We've got to ask ourselves, have you experienced painful, fierce, sharp, racking, repellent, disagreeable or life-threatening feelings? Painful feelings we have experienced. Huh? Who have not experienced before? Raise your hand. Shifu gave you some. <laughs> no, I, 
I think even in Singapore, we have experienced before. Yeah? Headache. Yeah? How many of you have headache before? Uh, physical headache? Huh? We have. Yeah? Uh, some of us may be very, very seldom. <coughs> yeah? Like my first headache was in my 20s. Yeah? I think mid-20s or something. And I didn't know that it was headache. I thought I was falling sick. So I told my mom, I need to go and see a doctor. So my mom asked me about the symptoms. I described to her, or like this, like that, like that. Then she said, Sukukya, tao tia la. But for many, for many people, when we fall sick, when we experience pain, uh, do we think about cultivation? I think the first thought that comes to mind is, can I have less pain? Or can I have no pain? Yeah? We don't think, oh, this, this life, this body is transient, we must cultivate. Uh, so even this fourth, fourth person, don't look down on this fourth person. Not easy, no? Uh, not easy. But if we take this principle out, okay, we take out this principle, this four, four person. Uh, because uh, if you look around, if you ask yourself, how many of you are now in an urgent rush to attain arahanthood? As I always say, next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Uh, by now, he also can, he can remember already. Yeah? Not all of The Buddha. Do you all think the Buddha is the first or second type? He couldn't be the first. He saw. He saw. That's the people he saw. So, the trouble for him is he couldn't hear because his his father blocked off, you know, censor all the information. Yeah. So it's not by it's from his case you can't tell whether he is. You cannot be sure. He is minimally second type. Yeah. But being a perfectly enlightened Buddha, I would say that if he had heard, he would have immediately aroused. Yeah. He would have immediately aroused that urgency. Mm. But I ask another question. So maybe the Buddha is first type. Maybe the Buddha is second type. But the Buddha already succeeded. <laughs> uh, so it's like we are we are queuing up in outside the restaurant, and then we look inside and we say, "Hey, what did he order? How come he ordered that one? How come he never ordered that one? Uh, whatever he ordered, he has he is finished eating already. We are still queuing outside. Some of us haven't even queued. We are just looking at the menu, and then we are looking at people. Wow, huh? This kind of people queue here. That Huh? Uh, still having the thoughts. Really, are so nice, uh. yeah. So to me, uh, maybe the Buddha is first type. Maybe he is second type. Uh, but the important thing is, which type are we? Which type do we want to be? Yeah. Even if you are the fourth type, I say, Amitofo, Sadu, Sadu, Sadu. If you can be fourth type, don't don't wait for Sufu, uh. 
next Wednesday afternoon, 3 p.m., attain Arahanthood. <clears throat> but as I mentioned earlier, if we take this principle, yeah, uh, apart from cultivation, in our day-to-day -day work, day-to-day -day life, day-to-day -day interaction with others, yeah, uh, because not all of us are considering life and death cultivation so, so immediately. Yeah? Especially if you're considering, uh, like, if you have kids, like we have some lovely children behind, yeah? then you go and tell the children, how? Are you hungry? Hungry. Why are you not cultivating yet? You experience hunger, right? <laughs> huh? Doesn't, that wouldn't make sense, isn't it? Yeah, uh, so uh, in a way, when we look at this sutta, there are a few suttas that, that are similar. Uh, we should understand that different people have different affinity and different uh, inclination. Yeah, so some some kids, you just appear, and they will they will know what they have to do. Some kids, you still need to remind them, then they will do. Some kids, after reminding them, they will still not do. You need to sit down with them to do. Some kids, you sit down with them, then they still stare at you, don't do. Then what must you do? <laughs> then you must show them the stick. Huh? <laughs> yeah, you must maybe have to show them the stick. Yeah. And similarly for work. Yeah. Uh, if, you are, if you are a team manager yeah, or, or team lead or something, then you should know that there are different kind of uh, team team members, yeah, different staff. Some staff, yeah, you just assign the duties, they will follow up. Yeah, they don't need you to chase them. They will finish, and when they finish, <coughs> they will update you. There are some staff, they, you chase them, then they will go and do. Yeah, but they will still do it. There are some staff, you chase them, then they say, cannot do. Then you ask them, why can I do? Oh, I don't know how to do. Then why do you tell me? <laughs> last time I used to do this, you know. I last time I used to ask, why, why? Why don't you? Now I realize that, but some people are at that stage. Yeah. No point getting upset, no point, you know, trying to figure out why. If they are at that stage, then you have to, uh, in a way, guide them in that way. Yeah. Ideally, you know, ideally, your, your, your staff, you just assign them tasks, they will just do it. Yeah? But that's ideal. Yeah, that's ideal. Uh, if they are not, then how? Yeah, how? Like there was a, a mother who told me that her son, uh, she's very upset with her son. She wants to throw away all the assessment book. Uh, uh, wow, are you happy? Yeah? If your mother wants to throw away all assessment book, are you happy? Say yes. <laughs> He's a bit confused, like, is that a trick question? <laughs> so what happened? The mother bought a lot of assessment book for the son. And then sit down with the son, and get him to do, and after that, just leave it to him to do. One month later, check. Uh, after doing a few pages, he just stopped for the whole month. Why? Wow, if it happens to you, will you be upset? Oh, upset, huh? 
you know, the funny thing is, and then I asked her, like, so when did this happen? School holiday, oh? Like, huh? School, what? School holidays. Yeah. School holidays, a stack of assignment, assessment book that is <clears throat> not from the school, no. She bought extra for the son. School holidays. <sighs> so I, I told, I've, I've told many, many parents, I said, do you know why it's called school holidays or not? You know holiday? <laughs> I say, if, if your boss always asks you to do, or do work during your off day, will you be happy? You'll not be happy, right? So why are you making your son do assessment book during holidays? <laughs> Number one. Number two, how old is your son again? P1 eh? Yeah. Oh, P1. Of course, I know some of you may be like, P1, why what's the problem? You see? P1. How can you expect a P1 on his own to choose to do assessment during holidays? If your son, let me just put it out there, okay? For those who have kids and for those who are going to have kids, if your son at P1, even P6, during school holidays, on his own, decide to, to do assessment instead of play, you should be concerned. You should come and see me soon. <laughs> There's something a bit wrong. <laughs> so you know what I told the mother? I said, I look at her and I said, you, your son is in P1. Uh, yeah. You expect your son to decide on his own to study. Say, you're a P1 already. <laughs> then I'm like, do you know when Sifu finally decide that I must study? Uni year two. Eh. <laughs> I finally sort out myself that, oh yeah, I, I really have to study. If I don't study, I might fail. <laughs> that I have to study. Before that was just happened to study and happened to, you know. It's, and I'm, I'm being honest, I'm not just saying this to placate her or to psycho her or to psycho you. For me, it's really the case, you know. Year 2, uni. Only up to year 2, uni. And, and if not for the fact that I failed two subjects, I would not have thought that I need to study, you know. I, I mean, when I say I don't need to study, it means that don't need to study so hard. Yeah. But after that first semester, year two, wow, I really like like the like this text, you know. <laughs> Before that, I uh, can uh, I think year one quite okay but uh, <laughs> yeah, expectations. Nothing wrong with having expectations. Yeah. Part of this teaching the, the angle the Buddha was highlighting to the disciples was, the focus was about highlighting to the disciples which type of person you are. But then if you look at it from the other angle, if you are the mother, father, if you are the teacher, yeah, if you are an employer, or if you are the child, yeah, the different roles in this, in this scenarios, yeah, what kind of expectations should we have? Yeah. 
to know that there are people of different nature, different affinity, different character. You cannot expect everybody to be the first thoroughbred. Yeah? Oh, see someone fail immediately. Oh, eh, oh study, study, study. Yeah? Some people, like me, I must fail myself. Then you, oh, I, oh. Yeah. But you must also realize that uh, the Buddha highlighted this for. These are the excellent thoroughbred. No? There are those that are not excellent one. Eh? <laughs> How about those who are not excellent? Uh, yeah. Now those who cannot really still then how? Yeah, so uh, think about it. Uh. Because if we have expectation that is not in line with reality. Uh, in Buddhism many people after learning the Dharma, then we end up thinking, Ah Sifu, I know, very simple. The way to happiness is to have no expectations. But actually that is not Buddha's teaching, you know. <clears throat> the Buddha didn't teach us to have no expectations. What he taught was to have realistic expectation. And that's why seeing things as they are is a precursor. It's an important step before your expectations. Our expectations is based on our perception of things. If we perceive things wrongly, then our expectations will be off. And initially, maybe there's not much variance, not much deviation. But as time goes, then the deviation becomes greater and greater. Then, will we not be disappointed? Of course. The approach to say, ah, I have no expectations, that is denial. Because even when our mouth say, ah, no expectation, can we really do it? Very difficult. So in the end, you know what will happen? We will harden ourselves. If we say no expectations, then in other words, we are writing off that person. And it's a very painful thing. If For any of you who have tried or who have been on the receiving end, it's a very painful thing for someone to say, I have no expectation of you. Yeah, it's a very painful thing. Yeah. don't believe you go and talk to your son whoever have son or daughter tell them I have no more expectation of you but maybe if your, your, your child may, may respond differently oh, yeah. <laughs> party party yeah. but when they when one day they wake up and then they ask themselves hey, wait a minute why are oh And likewise for, for those who tell themselves, I no longer have expectations. It's actually a painful thing. It means we have given up. Yeah, it means we have given up. It doesn't feel good to give up. Yeah. But sometimes you have to know when to stop. <laughs> yeah. Having realistic expectations doesn't mean giving up. It means you know, well, current condition is like that. You cannot expect anything more. Okay, that's all I have for today. Uh, any, any questions, any thoughts? <coughs> yes.
for the sake of everybody, please use the mic. You need to switch on. Press and hold. Uh, okay, so thank you. Thank, thanks for sharing your question and thoughts. Uh, uh, her, her question, how to change the person's expectation? That is like asking Sifu to give you a magic wand and then just go, Oh, money payment won't change. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, we cannot directly change people. Those who have been in relationships, and I'm talking about the relationship after the honeymoon period, yeah, you would know that changing another person is the hardest things to do. It's the hardest thing to do. Harder than changing ourselves. Yeah. Uh, does it mean that people cannot change? Unfortunately, sometimes they change well. Uh, so why do they change? When do they change? They change when there are conditions. So even so-called changing someone, for that person to change, whether it's their point of view, their perception, their values, their mindset, uh, it all requires conditions. That's why sometimes I encourage students, if when they are hitting a roadblock you know, with their family or their friends or something, I say, well then, why don't you maybe suggest for your friends to, you know, let's just have tea or lunch together and just chit-chat. Yeah, just chit-chat. Yeah. I suggest this not because I want to get free lunch and tea. Yeah. <laughs> But because if uh, what I observe is if you if you have a friend or family member and you tell them I want to bring you to see Sifu why? they must have a reason and if you don't have a reason then they, they, they start to think why? I have a problem ah. nobody likes to uh, to feel that way you know to be stigmatized yeah, uh, and and in my opinion, we all have problems. Not that, that this person has problem, that person no problem. We all have problems. It's just that we have different problems. Yeah, so instead of saying, "Oh, come, I bring you to Sifu, let Sifu counsel you," 
change your stupid idea. <laughs> uh, of course, if we say that, then most likely you can forget about it. Uh. Uh, then you say, hey, I, you know, recently I attended this heart sutra class. Hey, and the Sufu, very wise there. <laughs> and very humorous also. And so humble. <laughs> I, I never say handsome, he say. Hey, I'm going to have lunch with him. You're going to come along. Look. Singaporean one, no. Speak English. Speak Mandarin also. A bit of Japanese. And sometimes throw in French. <laughs> yeah. Some students, uh, when I suggest this, then they're like, no, no, Sifu. Cannot. What, what, what cannot? My husband or won't want one. You, you asked already? Uh? No, la, sifu, cannot want. Have you tried? Oh, uh, no. Then what? Then why don't you just try? Ah, uh, really? Uh? But he won't want one. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly how you know, you know. And you know, uh, of all the times I ask people to try, yeah, are that cases where people do want? Yes. But it's a minority. I would say 80 to 90% of the time, they come back with a surprise to like, hey, Sifu, I just asked. And then you say, yeah, okay. <laughs> so you, we never know. Uh, but I'm not the panacea for all the solution. Yeah. So sometimes I, I tell them, maybe you bring your, your family or your friend to this temple, to that temple, just go and pray first. Uh, because some people, they are not ready to talk also. Some people, they have more confidence in Buddha than, than uh, Sifu. <laughs> uh, it's okay, la, whatever helps them. Uh, so, uh, number one, have realistic expectations. Number two, uh, before we want to change people, I actually tell people this. Before you want to change them, make friends with them first. Now this may seem ironic because I always tell parents, don't be friends with your kids. When we say make friends, when I say make friends with them, it means to show interest in them. There are a few students who in the past told me that, oh, they want to, oh, the Dharma is very good, the teaching is very wonderful. I want, they want to bring their parents, they want to share with their parents the teachings but the parents don't want to listen eh? then I ask them are you, are you on talking terms with your parent your father uh, no huh? you're not on talking terms with your father and then you expect your father to listen to you when you want to share Dharma it's impossible it's impossible so before you even want to change their mind or to share teachings or to convince them of anything be their friend first. And when I say be their friend, it doesn't mean that you change your relationship. Uh. Please don't do that. But it means to show interest in what they are doing. Yeah. To genuinely be interested in them. And when you are genuinely interested in them, they can feel the difference. Because nothing, nothing speaks more about trust than when you really have interest in them. When you really have interest in them, uh, then when you, they're more likely 
to be interested in you also. And when you advise them or you, you share with them your viewpoint, they are more likely to think that you have their interest at heart. Why? Because at least you know their interest. Ma. That's one of the challenges with parent-child relationship and child-parent relationship. Yeah. And no fault of any parties, you know. Yeah, and no fault. Because currently, most parents are working. And by the time the children grow up and start working, then the children are working no time to interact that much as well. So without that, that uh, interaction, um, it's not so much that you sit down and then you feel in a questionnaire, and they, oh yeah, my, I, my parents are caring for me. It's a feeling thing. Uh. And once you, once you have done that, uh, showed their interest, care for them. Yeah. And the easiest way is to spend time, just spend time. I know that for some it's, it can be quite challenging, yeah, but if you are willing to put in that time, trust me, you yeah, will bear fruit. Mm. Yes, hello. Good to see you. Uh, yes, you have a thought to share or question? Encouraging them to? It's one thing to want something, yeah. It's another thing to be ready to do what it takes to achieve that. Yeah. So oftentimes this too is not in line. Yeah. For many people it's not completely in line. Uh, and the the want the want is always is usually ahead of the of the effort. Yeah. Uh, but if uh, of course, when we are discussing this, we are always talking about those whose effort yeah, is lesser than the want. Uh, there are the case, there is the case where the person is not even interested. So at least in, the, in this case, the friend that you mentioned, uh, half the problem is solved already. So the question is, uh, to what extent um, to what extent do we continue trying, or can we? Uh, do we need to leave them to maybe sort things out? Yeah. Uh, depending on your relation with them, um, when you said 
you advise them to try try something and they don't take your advice right uh, I can completely uh, connect with that <laughs> yeah too many times I have had friends in the past you know they come and tell me about their problem and sometimes they even ask me for a solution but then when I advise them then they just ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and what's worse is when somebody else advise them and it's the same exact thing and then they go and do it and after that they can't tell me oh, oh I'm doing this so and so told me that this will work then you're like isn't that what I told you <laughs> yeah so in the past I, I do get quite upset uh, but later on I realized that the reason why I'm upset is because I'm preoccupied with myself being the person to render help less not that I don't care about my friend but I care more about me being the person to help than my friend getting help because if I'm genuinely concerned about my friend getting help it doesn't matter who gave the, the suggestion who my friend listened to isn't it yeah like if a if a doctor really if, if let's say you see a kid on the street crossing and then there's a truck coming yeah you shout 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 hey, hey, hey. the kid don't listen and you know that if you know that the guy next to you or the girl next to you whatever the, the person say the kid will listen are you going to like no I'm going to not going to tell him or her I should be the one to call to, to help him it wouldn't isn't it yeah. if our concern is really for that person's welfare then you will find whoever the person can listen to yeah. so sometimes uh, this is also part, part of growing up it took me a long time to realize this yeah that I'm not always the, the best person to advise yeah. so sometimes uh, if you try a few times and the person is not receptive then perhaps you may want to consider huh, observe your friend a bit more uh, see who, whose advice does your friend uh, find um, more receptive oh, yeah. uh, then maybe you can help your friend uh, in the end even without you being directly involved. Mm. Okay? Uh, not easy, huh? With our friends, with our family, with our peers. Uh, that's why the, there are so many teachings yeah, on our mindset. Yeah. That's why in Buddhism, the focus is on the <coughs> starts off with our view yeah. starts off with our view to shape our mindset to steer our mindset so that our mindset is pure then a lot of things will sort itself out mm. so anytime you you meet a roadblock you ask yourself why are you doing this mm. usually when we reach a roadblock we ask why, why isn't it working yeah. good to sometimes take a step back and ask ourselves why am I doing this to begin with because then this, may, this, this question may help us to relook at the situation slightly differently no? ok come 
，愿消三障诸烦恼，愿得智慧真明了，普愿罪障悉消除，世世常行菩萨道，阿弥陀佛，起立。